podcast. Thanks for coming on. Mate, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess introduce yourself and I guess a little bit about who you are, what you do, your journey to get to where you are at the moment. Sure. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll give everyone a bit of a synopsis. Hello, everyone. Um, my name's Alex Connor. I guess my, my title would be physique and nutrition specialist, or at least that's what I've decided on at this point in time. And, uh, but moreover, what does that mean? Uh, for me, you know, that means helping people establish better relationships with the way that they look and they mm. feel, and obviously in the realms of training and nutrition and lifestyle, as I always say, because that's yeah. one of the key things. And for me, health and fitness has always been somewhat a part of my life in yeah. some way, shape or form. I've always been an active kid. It's been something that, you know, I've been passionate about movement and sport. My early endeavors led me into motor racing, which I was very fortunate to be able to do. Started in the UK, yeah. indoor, and then when I was 10, I moved to New Zealand. I had a, a wonderful opportunity out there, and my mom and dad, you know, worked very hard. We were not necessarily, you know, very um, well off, uh, let's say, but my mom and dad worked hard, and my dad, you know, specifically gave me that opportunity to do go-karting, which yeah, was nice. phenomenal. And that was my first love, and then from there, I moved into training. I faced a lot of adversity when I moved to New Zealand. Often got picked on a lot because of the way I looked, the way I sounded. I was a small kid, look a bit like the Milky Bar kid, um, <laughs> for, for people who want a visual reference. And, and fair enough, you know, we've all got picked on. So yeah, the chaps and the pistols. Mate, that would have been brilliant. <laughs> I probably would have because I loved I loved dressing up as like superheroes and other things. So yeah, cowboys not too far wrong. But that led me into training because I thought, oh well, you know, I'll get bigger and. I'll, I'll, you know, people will be deterred by me and I'll look yeah. better and girls are like that. And obviously got into training for the wrong reasons, but that led on to a beautiful journey, which has built a lot of character along the way. And that led me to Australia and here where I am today for, you know, many, many chapters, if you will, which I'm sure maybe we'll get into, but yeah. that, that's a bit of a, a synopsis. And um, yeah, that's kind of why I do what I do, because I'm really passionate about giving back and helping people avoid the mistakes I made. Yeah. And uh, my, my ultimate mission is to coach, lead and inspire as many people around the world as possible. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and you know, I, I guess my, one of my biggest regrets in life is not diving into my fitness journey mm. earlier. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I guess I just didn't have the, when I look back, I didn't have the self-respect and the, the self-love um, or the, didn't see the need. Didn't see the need for it until I had kids, and then, yeah, I you know took a, a dive into that journey myself. Um, so yeah, I understand the importance of you know your relationship to your own health mm. and, and fitness and, and well-being. So well, you were telling me about that when we got on a phone call, and yeah. it was about like two weeks ago now. And yeah. you were telling me how like this journey that you're going on now with mm. you know improving your physique and weight loss and how that's sort of affected everything that's been going on and it's like a new chapter for you, if yeah. you will, which is great. Yeah, ab ab absolutely. Um, just edging on 60 kilos, 60 kilos down. So uh, that's a that's a big one, man. That's, that's <laughs> awesome, dude. Congrats, because yeah. yeah, that's that must feel and look for you a lot a lot different in um, in many respects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to. There's two sides to that. You sometimes you get caught in this um, moment where you still feel like you always did. Yeah. Like you still feel like the big guy, and it still shocks me sometimes. I can, you know, walk in and and you know pick up a just a large shirt off the rack and it fits. You know, not having to, you know, get a, a particular brand that goes to four or five XLs and yeah, yeah. And and it, it, it still 
takes a while for your brain to catch up some, sometimes. Uh, and, then, and then other times you get you know, so used to being you are, how you are now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you almost can't remember what it was like to be, you know, you get those moments where you're like, oh, God, I remember, you know, laying on the couch after, after dinner struggling to fucking breathe. Wow. I was, you know, that, yeah. So what is it, What's it like when you look in the mirror now? But, I mean, because th- this is interesting for me because I've never mm. been someone who's carried, like, a lot, a lot of weight. I've always been on the other side of it. I've been very small, very skinny, yeah, um, yeah. which is kind of the opposite end of the scale. So what's, mm. like, speak to that a little bit out of interest because it's good to get perspective and for me yeah. to kind of understand that I like to try and put myself in other people's shoes where possible to gain a different perspective. Yeah, I, I, I think, again, it's this mixed between, you know, appreciation for my body and, and where it's been and what it's done and the journey it's been on. Mm. Um, but you still always see, you always see some flaws. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I can, I can look in the mirror and have that mixed emotion about it. Mm. I can mm. look and go, oh, you know, wow, look, you know, Look, look at look at how far I've come, but at the same time I can be, I can be like mm, still need a little bit more off there, and oh they could be a little bit bigger. And yeah. um, I saw a meme recently on on, uh, on Instagram that had as a cartoon that the first tile had a, a relatively unhealthy looking guy. Yeah, and it was like oh I look like shit, and then the next tile he, he's in the gym, and then he, the next tile he's he's like you know looking got a bit of six pack coming through and stuff and it's like yeah fuck yeah I look good yeah. and then the last tile looks exactly the same looking in the mirror again he's like I look like shit <laughs> yeah 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 and I, I, I think you know you do get a, kind of addicted to that continuous improvement like oh I can do better I can do better I can do better yeah so absolutely yeah yeah it's, yeah. Um, it's ironic isn't it because perspective is everything and there's another similar scenario or I don't know if it's a spoof or what you would call it. The name escapes me, which is a selection of images. But this is more in comparison to other people. Like the grass mm. is always greener where you've got, I think, someone on the treadmill and he's looking at the guy next to him thinking, oh, I wish I was jacked. And then that guy's like, oh, looking at the girl or the couple and he's like, I wish I had a relationship. And then they're looking, you know, at someone else and he's got a nice sports car. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I wish I had that. And it's this whole like monopoly effect of, yes we always want more i always use this example with a lot of clients or when people come and sit down with me for a consultation where we talk about you know their goals yeah and we talk about like adding muscle and losing body fat and you kind of alluded to this where who wouldn't want like if we ask we're beautiful location right now i sat outside the bavaria in the gold coast and you know there's a few people around in the grass if we just asked anyone right now hey you know would you like a bit more muscle and to mm. lose a bit of body fat even females would probably say, yeah, I wouldn't mind a little bit more lean tissue and lose a bit of body fat. It's the equivalent to saying, hey, would you like a little bit more money? Yeah. Most most people yeah. are going to be like, yeah, I'll have a little bit more. Like, why not? Like, surely that can't hurt. But that ambiguity sometimes leads to inaction mm. uh, because it's not specific enough for it. It's like, well, let's kind of really define it and get clear on that. And then what are the steps to take? Ab- absolutely. Some, something that's just changed the game for me in the last few months uh, a good mate of mine has an ASN store. Yes. And I, I go in, I've been going in every fortnight and I get scanned. Yeah. And there's this specificity about it where I, I know, you know, exactly, I know where my water's at. I know my intracellular, extracellular water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know where my, you know, lean mass is at, um, you know, how much body fat. I, I, can, I can see 
in numbers where I'm going. And, and so mm. it, it, it doesn't become, you know, oh, I, like you said, like it's not this general, oh, you know, I'd like to lose a little bit of weight. I can go, all right, I'm at, you know, 21.2% body fat. I want to hit 15. Mm. That's my goal. Yeah. And, you know, scales, you know, I'm sure you tell people this all the time. Yeah. S- scales can definitely be your worst enemy. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because th- there's been weeks where I've hopped on the scale and I've, I've put on 200 grams and I go in and get a scan done and I've actually lost 1.2 kilos of body fat. But when I started getting those scans done, I was quite dehydrated. Mm. I was about five or six litres down in my water. Mm. So my water, I've been working really hard drinking five or six litres a day, just smashing it. Uh, really trying to rehydrate my body. Yeah. So I'm adding weight there, but I'm burning fat. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think if anybody is serious about that health and fitness journey, the, the tools are there mm. to treat it with you know some science, mm. with some specificity. I can really measure things, and it gives you. It takes the guesswork out of it. Mm. Yeah. You know exactly what you're doing. That's it. Mm. If you're not assessing, you're guessing yeah. to a degree. Yeah. But if you look at things in a vacuum, or you know you're looking at one metric, and not at least the you know the multiple or the ones that are the main contributors, yeah. then yeah. Yeah. like you said, it can really lead you down the garden path uh, and leave yeah. you disheartened as well, uh, amongst amongst other things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I guess you know what's something in your life that uh, hasn't. I guess hasn't exactly gone to plan or you know, a challenge that you faced where you, you, you might, may have I guess, you know, fucked it up a bit at the start or you know, not quite gotten it right, mm. but uh, you know, it's been an important part of your journey to get to where you are now. Mm. It's, a, it's a great question. In summary, Australia. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, because um, I guess uh, I should elaborate on that a little bit. <laughs> when I came to Australia, instead of getting myself set up, or at least getting myself set up earlier in terms of aligning myself with the career I wanted. So I was a personal trainer in New Zealand before I left. When I came here, I had jobs lined up. All right, mate, chill out. It's a bit road rage. Um, but I didn't actually pursue them and, and get into them. I was scared off by fear. You know, that's why it's a big yeah. part of what I you know, call fearless training, the, the brand. But you know, I, I thought, oh no, I, I can't do that. I'm a, I'm a small fish in a big pond, and mm. you know, I had to pay weekly rent. It was different in New Zealand; I got paid a wage, and that deterred yeah. me. So I got into retail, and I just went sort of back to that. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And although that was a great learning, and again, we'll unpack this a little bit. But you know, the the mistake there, if if I look back, mm. but is that I didn't like. Where would I be if I'd got straight into it? Yeah. Where would I be if I'd gone all in with my training and just carried that trajectory yeah. on now yeah. and maybe just fail hard, fail faster, fail greater and yeah. then get back into it? Yeah. Where, excuse me, because I was in a new country by myself, there was no quote unquote, air quotes, safety net yeah. anymore because I didn't have, I didn't know a soul. Mm. Like I didn't know anyone. So on the first day I made a couple of friends what you can call friends because you know you don't know if those people are going to be reliable acquaintances you know? acquaintances <laughs> exactly you know got my job for gym membership as you do met a lot of people through the gym uh, as people um you know usually do when you go to a new place and yeah i just kind of carried on get down the garden path and that was comfortable um but it was also uncomfortable which is the irony and i just kept jumping from job to job to job to job retail playing it safe and trying to accumulate funds and do this online or do the one-on-one on the side and it was never the yeah. priority you know, so there's there's one side of that, as I mentioned, where would where could I have been uh, yeah. if I'd just gone straight in? 
and maybe yeah. just paid more energy to that. Mm. But then again, the opposite side of that coin is would I be where I am now and would I be as an effective uh, and a well-rounded coach because I did you know, study throughout that time, I'd had yeah. all of this wealth of experience in a multitude of different industries all based around customer service and people, because everything's people in my opinion. Yeah. Um, there is that argument there, well, may, maybe you know, things happen for a reason, to a degree. So there is that side of it as well. It's a mm. double-edged sword. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm down on the Goldie, uh, you know, spent some time with our, our mate Rob, yeah. uh, who connected us together. Good old Rob, mate. Good old Rob. <laughs> he's, a, he's a belter, that fella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, Rob, yeah, Rob came on the podcast last time I was down. Uh, he's been on both of the podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, no, I love love Rob. Um, but we, we were having a chat yesterday, and he said he'd heard a quote recently, which was, um, "Is it one day, or day one?" Yeah, yeah. And so many times, oh, you know, I, I've done it. I've done it myself. Um, I, I guess I, I've kind of. You know, dodged and weaved with my career a little bit as as well, so I can completely relate to that. Uh, where different things in your life uh, trigger different priorities, I, I guess. So uh, I, I remember when I was when I was young, it was all about music for me. I, you know, played in bands and, mm. and and I was a recording studio engineer. Uh, that's cool. I wouldn't mind talking about that. Yeah. I mean, this is your podcast. I don't want to deter it, but that's a, a, that's another passion of my music. But sorry, continue. Yeah. On. Oh man, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. But uh, I, I got engaged uh, quite quite young, and I don't know. It just got into my head that I, I needed I needed a job. Needed mm. you know needed to I guess just earn that income and settle down because it's a pretty wild life. Just uh, the music scene and it is it is it is. Oh, it's one hell of a scene. Oh. Gig, gigging rehearsals. Uh, I was teaching a few days a week at a private school, so up up early to drive there. What instrument did you play? Guitar. Nice lead. Yeah, guitar. A, a rhythm or um, just a bit oh, of both? Well, a bit, bit, bit of both, but mainly I guess I fronted. I, I sing as well. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Had Genre? That. If you had to um, categorise. Oh, probably like pop rock. I guess think, yeah, things like yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah, like cool. Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, yeah. Um, John Mayer, like cool. that, that kind of yeah. stuff is, is my jam. Easy listening, yeah, isn't it? You're just yeah. sort of like tapping your foot, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's what Somewhere I Somewhere that you can imagine a band playing like outside here on a Sunday or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I've dodged and weaved a little bit with, with that stuff and, and so I'm about to, I'm about to dive, I guess, into, uh, so, into some more study my, yeah. my, myself. And it's one of those things where I look back and go, "Fuck! If I'd done, if I'd done this ten years ago, yes, where would I be now? The, the, the exact same thing." But I, I guess the challenge and the growth is to to recognise that if okay, that time's passed, time's passed. Can't do anything about that. What I can do is right now. Yeah, exactly. What am I? Do, what am I going to do right now? And if we if we put it off any any longer. We're not going to know. We're not going to no. you know, figure it out. We're not going to see what's on the other side of that thing. Uh, the so best no. time to start is always now, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're just yeah. serial procrastinators, most of us humans. Mm. And uh, we just tell ourselves stories. Um, we invent things to do all the time. And yeah. We avoid. We're really good at it. And it's so easy. And we're all guilty of it. Yeah. Um, obviously, both of us are guilty of it. But, I mean, like, what is that? You know, what's the elixir? What's the protagonist? Mm. What's that? Thing that changes, and oftentimes, 
um, for yourself, for me, for a lot of people that have probably been on your podcast, I imagine, it's actually a negative experience, or, or I won't say negative because it's, it's not. Um, it's a um, challenging mm. experience that evokes a very heightened sense of emotion, whether yeah. that is aggression or something we associate with negativity, but ultimately we, we could, we could can argue that it is positive yeah. because maybe that pain that fire mm. instead of you know the feathers or the pleasure was the thing we needed to actually go oh i really need to reevaluate because i know that w that's what it was for me it was a it was a yeah a place of adversity when i was in comp prep and it was just very raw it was very real it was very granular there's nothing really there at all and we spoke about this as well when you were telling me about your journey mm. on the phone after Robert connected us, and that was just a big awakening for me because yeah, there was no, yeah. there was no place to hide at that point. There was no, there was nothing I could hide. There was nothing where I could mm. bury my head at all, based on my state of mind, state of being. Yeah, and it was yeah, very like sweet. I looked in the mirror, metaphorically and physically, and was like, yeah. "What the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. literally, I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. You know, you're approaching thirty. You're still not where you want to be. Why don't you at least just give it a hundred percent? And then if you do fail, then at least you can pop that to bed. Yeah. Like if you really think like that's what you want to do, and if you're that good, put your money where your mouth is. Like you need to go all in and not like put your toes in the water and yeah. you know, keep getting out. Yeah. You need to dive the hell in, um, mm. and then just setting that timeline, setting those goals, and pretty much just doing all the things that I was avoiding. And yeah. then, you know, here I am, and it's like, oh, you didn't. Now we've got better problems, yeah. as Mark Manson says in the subtle art of not giving, giving a fuck, which yeah. I love by the way because so i think that is a really good message of it's like mm. it's not about just being reckless but it's about you've only got so many fucks to give and focusing on the things that you need but ultimately at the end of the day it's like get out there mm. get it done have a go if not move on to the next thing otherwise you'll never know and it's like yeah. you said before you know day one or, or, or you know one day someday is fucking that'll take your dreams to the grave yeah and yeah, oh, absolutely and most people do i Something I will add on. Um, sorry, mate. I go off on I go off on tangents, mate. I so, love tangents. Um, please, literally, <laughs> stop me if you want to jump in because this is your podcast. Um, but I'm just so used to being the host. So, yeah, <laughs> but, but I can't. I don't shut up anyway. So you know, they, I'm sure the listeners are like, yeah, we figured. You're this. you're here to talk. So. Um, fucking talk I can <laughs> so um, I was gonna say oh yeah I asked her so it was a lot of my friends are nurses and a lot of clients are nurses mm. and I remember there was one particular nurse I always sort of ask this particular question I'm like uh, that who live uh, so not live who work in the ward I forget the name it's where people are passing away like palliative care yeah that's a tough job man. oh yeah it's a very mentally tough job that is a very You've got to be a specific kind of person oh, to, to, to be doing that and sustain mental health. But anyway, so I asked, this is when I was working at Nike back in the day, and I asked a particular nurse, but I never forget what this nurse said. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, I just anyway. And I said, hey, you know, look, out of interest, you know, I was talking about what you do and this and the other. And I said, what are the biggest regrets from people on the deathbed? Now, the thing that was very consistent with all of the people who work in this area or this field uh, was a regret of I took life too seriously and I didn't laugh more. So look, look like there it is. It's literally happiness. It's laughter. Yeah. It's like enjoying the fuck out of every day. Like right now, it's like what you know. People are all stressed. There's people sitting here and they've probably got worries and it's like and we do. And I'm not saying not to worry, but it's like have a bit more of a laugh. Don't mm. take it so seriously because ultimately, here's a bit of a perspective for you. We're all going to end up in the dirt. Like literally. Yeah. So if you're ever worried, just think about that, which sounds like a bit of a pessimistic thought, but it really gives perspective. Yeah. Um, I actually used to 
when I was in Australia struggling, my dad, I used to ring up my dad and he'd say to me, I'd be going off on tangents and I'd be upset. And he's like, are you dying? I was like, what? He's like, shut up and answer the question, are you dying? I'm like, what? What's that got to do with anything? He's like, are you dying? I'm like, no. He's like, what are you worried about? Yeah. He's like, and even if you were, it doesn't help. And I was yeah. like, wow. And it's just this massive perspective change. But sometimes we need to ask ourselves these questions. But going back to the nurse's story, so there's that, right? Mm. You know, people not enjoying it or not laughing enough. And I thought, well, let's take that hindsight and let's use it. Because there's multiple people who are dying, you know, many thousands of people all the time. And if that's one of their biggest regrets, maybe there's some truth in that because it seems to be damn consistent. Yeah. And then I said to her, okay, so what's the thing that you've taken from that? Because you're on the front line there doing that. Like, that must affect you in some way. And she said, yes. And I said, well, you know, what, her, what action have you taken from it? And she said to me, well, for me, it's about not putting the things on hold I want to do that mm. cause happiness and laughter and experience, i.e. travel and holidays. Yeah. And so she says, I, every year, always, no matter what, book a big holiday and I just yeah. keep checking it off my list. No matter what, she goes, I just put money aside and I do it. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, because it's so easy not to do. And I know in these current times, yeah, um, no, it's, you know, it's travel. a, it's oh, a bit, yeah, it's yeah, dream. yeah, it's, fuck, yeah, more it's than ever. Dream. But, I mean, we can still do something, right? Like, we could still... Mm. You know, even as short as going up to the Sunshine Coast, like for us, or going somewhere local, or exploring yeah. wherever you can. And if you can't, even, you know, making those plans that when you do open up, let this be the lesson that's taught you how much you miss travel and how much you took it for granted. It's like yeah. people who like complained about going to the gym and now they can't go. And I'm like, you will never complain about being able, like <laughs> not doing leg day again. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, you don't, yeah. Yeah, you don't miss it till it's taken away. Absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway, that was a bit that bit of a rant. No, no, but no, but it, it's 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 true. It's yeah. true. And I, I guess touching on that, uh, that you know, just just doing it, just getting it started. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another conversation I was having the other day was we often we often want to wait until everything lines up, right? Oh, the perfect so, time. Waiting for the perfect moment. Yeah, which, and, which and, never exists. And and we're, we're like, you know, oh. Especially with character, I think character stuff. So yeah, yeah. to go, I, I, you know, I'd love to be more generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to get by at the moment. I just, yeah. But it, it's like, okay, if you want to be generous, just start being generous. Mm. You know, maybe it's not money. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's you know in other ways, or, or maybe it's just giving that a little bit. Um, but if you want to actually start to be something, just start to do it. Mm. Um, you know, if you want to learn to play the guitar, don't don't go. Oh, I'm I'm not. You know, I'm no good. I won't. You know, but you, you're not going to be good unless you pick it up. Slash wasn't when he first picked it and up. You start doing none of it. It was are. shit. <laughs> <laughs> no one no. ever just was like, ow, wow, ow, ow, ow. You know, like no oh, one ever got man, on. It like, like you know, I was a I was a you know twelve year old kid sitting in, sitting in a bedroom. You know, you would bang, know. banging away and. <laughs> Sounds well. <laughs> <laughs> on the guitar. Hang on a minute. On the guitar. Hang on a minute. Uh, well, you just got a. What happened in from, my bedroom stays in my bedroom. <laughs> that just went from PG to X rated. <laughs> uh, but, just flip that mic around. It's going. Are uh, you alright? There you go. That's it. There you go. And uh, the mic was getting excited. Oh, it was. It was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> a little bit. Of, yeah, it's excited. It's a 12 year old boy in his bedroom. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, they're, they're, I think there's a real beauty in just starting, just, just starting, you know, like it, it takes that first step, that first, you know, that, that first thing, um, you know, if, if you, 
if you want to, you know, I, I guess, you know, one of my personal struggles for, for me, just like character-wise, I'm a very reactive person. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, we were just talking about this oh, before we turned on the mics. Yeah, yeah, and and there's, you know, I'm a, I'm a very, I like to think I'm a very, quite a self-aware person. Mm. I don't always have the tools though to, to sort shit out, but I'm aware that the issue's there. And and so for me, I I recognise I'm one thing. Yeah. I want to be another thing. So I I can't just go one day, one you know if if you know if I have less stress, if I have less this, if I have less less that, if this person doesn't do that, then I'll be less reactive. Yeah. You've got to take responsibility for that shit. Exactly. And go. All right. What can I do? What can I do today? What can I learn? What can I read? What can I study? What advice can I get? What can I put into practice? To, to move myself from here to there, and man, I you know I think that thing that's a key, you know, like your your journey doing you know doing the retail stuff and having that dream to get back into the, you know personal training and there there would have been a, there would have been a step there would have been a moment where you've gone, nah, I'm here, I want to be there, got to take that first step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. humbling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and I, I guess oh, what, what there was a quote that I read recently. It was, it was it was along the lines of it won't be word for word, but along the lines of you know if if you want to be the master of something, you, you have to first learn how to be the fool. That's a good one. I like that. And it's, it's true in many respects. Yeah, you're never going to start something at the top. You're never going to start something the most skilled, the, no. the best at anything. No. You, you have to be prepared to fail mm. at the start. You have to be prepared to look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, literally. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to be prepared. Like you know, come back to the music thing. You know, if, if you want to, if you want to get up and perform in front of people. The first time's going to be nerve-wracking as fuck. Oh yeah. You're probably going to forget some words, <laughs> misplay yeah. a chord. You're going to get halfway through a song and go, "Oh, that fucking that top E string's just not quite in tune." Like, there's, there's going to be something. Yes, absolutely. But yeah. you're not going to get up there, and and you're not going to be John Mayer on your first performance. No, no. And John Mayer wasn't John Mayer on his first performance. I know. I'm, I'm sure he wasn't. And I think sometimes it's like listening to these conversations. Um, with people who've done it and been there it gives you that perspective because like oh yeah. you you know and they tell you these stories sometimes these people that you look up to and idolize and you're like oh mm. wow you grandly fucked up back in the day <laughs> yeah. i'm actually listening to something uh, at the minute called um rock on tours uh, okay. rock on tours it's like entrepreneurs yeah rock entrepreneurs yeah, and cool. they interview all of like the top artists in the world but more in the rock scene mm. and i'm just listening to brian johnson from acdc and um, just the, man, it's amazing. Like, you, you know, you, the more you listen to people that have achieved success or got to a level in some endeavor or passion or field, and you realize the journey, it's littered with failures, fuck yeah. ups, and, but you know what? Great fucking stories. <laughs> yeah. and, and you realize that there is no direct, like one path to the top, if that's what you want to call it, or success, mm. because, that's what makes it. It's like your journey will unique. Don't try and base it off 
And I think um, a lot of people, something I did, would watch films or I'd listen to actors and artists. I'm like, oh, so yeah, maybe that's my path too. Well, like, I have to do that. And I'll like, and yeah. I'd sort of like romanticize and base it off that. Where yeah. I'm like, that really leads you down the garden path. Yeah. The best thing to do is create your own path because that's what's going to make you unique. And one day, maybe someone will be listening to your story, regardless of whether it's your grandson, your granddaughter, or millions of people mm. um, about, wow, you know what? Shit, I can go my own way. In the words of Fleetwood Mac. Break out into a musical. But you know, but, you know, yeah, and well that's what lyrics are stories in many ways, oh. especially, you know, in the 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 rock genre and you know, maybe more of the older school music. I know it is in every lyrical yeah. sense, but I just that's my bias there, you know. Oh. I just love listening. Or if you ever read lyrics sometimes like a book, it's fascinating what you can get out of them. The eighties just said it so right. I don't know what it was, but they just nailed it. I'm like, yeah. oh, how do you know? You know. And and I look I I've been through a bit of a, you know, some, some a personal journey yeah. lately, and maybe it comes from being that creative. Like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I grew up uh, in in church in a religious environment, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I guess one of the positives of that uh, was the exposure to music, the exposure to the arts, yeah, yeah. Uh, the opportunity to perform, the opportunity to write music and, mm. and do all this stuff, and and so I guess that creativity. Is something that's deep, deep rooted in who I am, and I, I find it, I find it very healing and, and very, you know, uh, you know, positive for me to be able to put how I'm feeling down. Yeah, yeah. And and it's blown my mind at how uncomfortable. Like, I guess when it's personal, uh, how uncomfortable other people's pain makes them, and. You know, I, I've you know written a bit of poetry and, and written a few things yeah. over the you know the, the past six months and and gotten a bit of almost negative feedback from people I know because mm. because I'm I'm opening up my you know my pages and going fuck here's where I'm at mm. right but I said to someone you know, Every single, every single love song, every single song about heartbreak, you know, that country song that you love, that's someone's experience. Yeah. That's somebody else's heartbreak that, that you're loving. Oh, it connects so deeply with you. Mm. But because you know me personally, it's, it's almost offensive. Like, mm. it's, it was just a crazy realisation to have and go, wow, like, yeah. Like, it's an interesting point. Pete, yeah. On... On one hand, we get so uncomfortable with people's pain and people's, you know, struggles. Mm. But that's what the arts are. It's it's, it's ninety percent people's struggles. Yeah. On paper. I mean, that's that's how you curate the lyrics, the experience, mm. because you can only draw from what you've been through. Yeah. Um, and yeah. what you've been through is your journey, and and that's yeah. all you can write. It's like a conception of something. Does you know, there's an argument that's never an original thought because mm. there can't be. Because all of our thoughts have come from our experiences yeah. which have been done, said and seen before in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yet there are new ideas coming all the time. So why is that? Well, I always say there's only so many strings on a guitar and now there's about eight on some of the bigger guitars <laughs> yeah. and you get 12 strings. But ultimately there's only so many chords, right? Yeah. Yet people are still making new songs. Yeah. Why? Well, it's the nuance. It's not what you do, it's how you do it, ab right? Ab absolutely. And there's just an infinite amount of combinations that you can use well, then, yeah. um, to, to even do the same thing, which, which comes 
at a completely different result, uh, yeah. a different sound, a different experience, a different color. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think that's the, it's the beauty in creating anything, mm. is that the, the truth to that there's nothing new mm. thing is, mm. is that there, there is a new look of food. I, I went to a, um, so I've been plant-based with my diet for the last couple of years, but mm. be, before that, I definitely wasn't. Um, and I, I remember going to like a fancy degustation dinner and the, des- the dessert was a rosé, um, like a, like a, almost like a, like a crushed ice rosé mm. thing. <laughs> That's a deconstructed dessert, sir. <laughs> with, with a chilled scallop. Whoa. Eat it. That wasn't Aston's place, was it? No. no. White tattoo, by the way. Just saw that. Oh, thank you. Saw the yeah. lion in there. So yeah. Any yeah, dead yeah. lion, I'm just on it. I'm, but I'm, a, I'm a Leo. There you go. Yeah. I am now, apparently, because yeah. they made up a new star sign. Oh, yeah. So that I was Lunched sort of borderline. <laughs> well, I was borderline Virgo Leo, and now I'm just like in my rightful place. Nice. In my opinion. Yeah. Because yeah. the lion. But, you, you know, know where you should be. There you go. Mm. But you were saying about this deconstructed dessert. Well, I saw that it was a rosé with ice, and it, and it had a what scallop on the top? A chill, like a it was, chill, a chill, like, like a, a cold scallop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking the the seafood scallop. The seafood scallop. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it, I mean that that was that was a completely unique. Ex- now, ro- rosé, you know, all, all those elements mm. exist, mm. but to put it together in a unique way, and I, I think that's where that's that's what I see in creativity now, yeah. and and in in everything. I mean, mm. in the personal development space. There's a lot of there's a lot of people saying mm. similar things, but like you said, the nuance, you know, the, the the way somebody gets, you know, all these experiences that they've had, ties all that together. It may it may have a like a, a yeah. central message similar yeah. to somebody else and yeah. somebody else and somebody else, but but those the, how unique those experiences have been really shapes, you know, the outcome well, of the people message. People connect with different voices and different looks. Mm and different archetypes. A good example of that is what we're doing right now. Yeah. Because there's probably other podcasts which do what we do to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know there's a lot in my space, but why do people tune into my podcast? Well, it's maybe it's the way I say it, you know. Yeah. I always um, would, you know, say to a guest, oh, you know, you, you've been on a fucking thousands of podcasts. You know, you're such a big guest. Why are they going to listen to my podcast? Well, I'm going to do it like this. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel, but mm. I'm going to find an angle. Yeah. I'm going to find a way. And, and maybe sometimes the way is just the uniqueness. Mm. For example, I always think about a voiceover yeah. now, yeah. Or, or an audio book, and people can relate to this listening. When there's just certain voices you just can't listen to. <laughs> And for me, I trial an audio book and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to this narrator, but I just, your voice, I am tuning out. Yeah. And then yeah. some people are just, wow, you're hanging off every single word. It's yeah. just eloquent. I think a really good example of that is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. He's someone who we've been listening to lately, and I know he's very popular in the sphere, and he's, you know, he's a great communicator of science. Mm. But the reason why, or, or a large part of the reason why, in my opinion, is his accent. He sounds 
sounds like the old Darth Vader man. Like he's like got this deep voice like this, and he talks all, and he's like, yeah, and he's got the laugh going on. You're just like, whoa, you know. And he's like, well, Joe, the thing is, you know, and he's talking like, you know, he's on Joe Rogan, but and you're just yeah. like, fuck, and he's just very listenable. Yeah. And I think a lot of people subconsciously don't realize that. Some people may do, may not. And they go, oh, he's just interesting. You know, we explain science in such a way, and he does. Yeah. But we forget the tone, the enunciation the sound, the depth, yeah. the reverberation, the timbre, all of that sound element stuff. Ab absolutely. It's, it's a big thing, man. Well, I mean, I, so I've spent the last few years working in community services. Yeah. Uh, and I, I work with uh, at-risk kids and, mm. and youth. Um, and doing, uh, you know, I, I guess the therapeutic approaches that we use and, mm. and doing a lot of study and research into that, uh, Communication in crisis and crisis management is something that I've I've studied a fair bit, mm. and the and like it's probably different in normal conversation, but in a crisis, only seven percent of the meaning is conveyed through the actual words you speak. Yes, everything else is body language, tone of voice, eye contact, yeah. all those yeah. Yeah. all those nonverbal cues. Um, 80% of communication is non-verbal. Yeah, yeah. Hence why watching a podcast, you get so much more from listening to it yeah, as well. Sometimes, or, or depending on the what you're tuned into, but you, usually, yeah, you know, for yeah. a lot of, it, like, it gives you a whole new, like, dimension. Like, you can listen to a podcast, and you can watch the same podcast and go, fuck, I just got so much more out of that. Yeah, yeah. I put a face to the name, and you can read the person. You go, oh, I don't know, maybe they're a bit disingenuous, or maybe they're a bit, you know, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, so your your journey came here. Um, you know, you, I guess I guess you you didn't jump straight into what what you felt called to do. Um, so what what was that? Was there a catalyst moment for you? Like, and and what was that first step that you took mm. to to go? Okay, I'm here. Need to get there. Mm. What's the first thing you did? The the catalyst moment was the comp prep which mm. I alluded to before, that mm. have to be it. But that was after many years. Um, but that really was the last, you know, straw. Yeah. So, broke, so body, broke, bodybuilding comp? Broke the camel's back, yeah. Um, but to, more to the point of what's the first action step that I did, mm. um, well, I started to really take it seriously. It was the mindset. It was the going from pre-contemplation at contemplation into going right now it's action so i was like right what do i need to do with with my knowledge and resources what do i need to do yeah and if anything i had an abundance of resources but i just needed to take action so yeah. i started to uh, listen to a couple of my mentors or people in that were close to me yeah. and i started to ask them for advice you know on what i could do where i should go you know mm. what, what i should be setting up you know money in the bank all of this yeah. and there was a particular podcast called the pt performance podcast yeah which was hosted by Chris Mooney, who now is the area manager or the main manager for EMF, ironically. And he was one of my first mentors when I got into this space. Uh, and joined uh, on that podcast was Richo and Nathan, who are good friends of mine now, also trainers. They've been in the industry for years. Yeah. And they went through all of the basics. And every episode they covered off from start to finish, this is what you need to do to set up. Here's the biggest mistakes. Is So I thought, right, well, this is not a bad starting point because at that point, just getting started was the point. Right, yeah. So I would listen to the podcast and I would make notes. 
and I go, I'm right, as soon as I finish my comp prep, because I get my brain cells back, you know, <laughs> one of the things that I'm <laughs> not, not good at, well, you know, not good at doing is I try to spread myself too thin. I try to do everything. I'm like, right, you need to cut that in the bud. You need to be a bit more pragmatic. So it's like, you've committed to this comp prep, you put everything into it, let's do that. Let's do the comp prep first. So I thought, right, I'm gonna finish that. I'm gonna give that everything. I owe it to myself. You know, I've put blood, sweat and tears into that for years. And then this is the next project. So I went, right, so I started curating it. I wanted to start a podcast. I'm like, right. So I just started writing it down in no special way, shape or form. I'm just like, right, what do I need to do? So I would make these key points. Like, this is what I need to do. This is who I'm gonna speak to. This is what I need to research. These are the numbers I need to, whatever it was, right? Yeah. Metrics, numbers, um, you know, action plans, whatever. I just notes. Mm. And I would sort of break that down and refine it. And I kept doing that. And I kept doing that through the PT Performance Podcast. And I thought, I need some more accountability. So I reached out to Chris and I said, hey, can I come and have a chat to you? Possible like help and support. I want to get, you know, this is kind of a little bit of a synopsis. You know, this is what I want to do. Anyway, I, came, I met him at, he was managing my fitness club at the time in Broadbeach. And I came in. And he was like, oh shit, like, and I brought all these notes on his podcast, every episode, and I'd note it down. He's like, fuck, hang on. This guy's, yeah, he's like, this guy's either fucking rain man or he's serious, right? So he was a bit like impressed and shocked at the same time. And I said, you know, um, I want some skin in the game, to use his words. Um, can you hold me accountable? And like, can you guide me through? And he was happy to do it at that point. You know, he um, has his own company, 51 Fit, certifying personal trainers. We shared the same passion of we wanted to improve the industry standard. So, you know, it was just time at that point, trading time for time, and he would just check in with me. And um, it was just someone there, you know, to kind of guide me. And if anything, I kind of facilitated it, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna message you and tell you when I've done stuff. So I was almost like yeah. making my own, you know, accountability buddy, if you will. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I shortlisted the gyms, I decided on EMF, you know, I knew I'd broken down the rent, and I, so one of my friends, Sandy, was also working here, and she gave me a lot of great information as well, and, mm. you know, and, and I was just basically just executed every single thing that I said I was going to do. Now, fortunately for me, I did. I did that, and then I did it tenfold, yeah. and um, to the point where my goal was to be, you know, the number one trainer in, I wanted to dominate that space within 12 months. Now, the reason I knew I could do that is because of the, like, I wasn't new to the industry, but I was just getting back in full time. So I'm like, I can curate all my knowledge, I believe in myself, but I still had that self-doubt, and I'm gonna give it 12 months hard, and if I can't make it, there you go. But I don't want mediocrity. Yeah. So I was just, you know, completely cutthroat with everything I did professionally. I went in, I did the, I did the fucking hours, you know, I knew all of uh, what I needed to do every day to a degree, you know, I refined it over time. It wasn't perfect. I got in front of people, I did as many complimentary sessions as all these other nuanced things, which I won't go into specifically yeah. for trainers, but I, you know, I had a plan and I executed it every mm. single day and it paid off and it paid dividends. Yeah. Um, and that led me to where I am now. To, to the point where you know I'm now able to mentor other trainers and you know years down the track and and give them that same sort of like game plan of hey we're gonna make it yours but here's the non-negotiables here's the principles and if you do this you will be successful unless yeah. you know you just don't have the personality for it and most people before that point you can pretty much ascertain whether yeah. it's in them or not you know what I mean and the, the level isn't massive because it's not about being someone like who's really outspoken like me mm. you can still be the quieter character but ultimately you need to have the passion for it yeah. it's not just about a lot of people think oh you know, i like training i'll train other people it's like no 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 there's so much more than that and you're going to yeah. get a rude awakening if you think you're going to be a trainer and you don't understand people and you can't communicate because you're not going to get people who are bikini pros paying you loads of money yeah. um who don't know things like you, you're going to get 
people who are part of you know yeah. real people i don't want to yeah. say general pop because i really don't like that because yeah. no one's general but you're gonna get real life people you get people with injuries you're gonna get people who are lacking motivation who don't know how to track calories and you need to teach them certain things and you need to break that down and meet people where they're at and that is one of the keys in the art of coaching i mean a yeah. successful coach is being able to take a complex concept and the fundamentals and apply it and communicate it to somebody's lifestyle, make it bespoke to them, and then over time help them, you know, achieve a, a sustainable and flexible and enjoyable relationship with that so they can yeah. continue on. It's give a man a fish, teach a man a fish. Yeah. Uh, to use a, you know, a, a proverb, if you will. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. In that respect. So, yeah, and that was, that was it. It was ultimately, you know, the takeaway from that, I think is you know creating an action plan i i just written it down and there's no, mm. no magic here guys you don't have to write it down. it's whatever it is to you but it was like yeah it was creating accountability and action and every day yeah. i think i will sorry i will say this last thing i just had three tasks i was like you know what keep it simple so i had a b and c if i got a done it was a win if i got b done it was better and if i got c done it was best it was good better best but it was non-negotiable at least yeah. one but because I'm, again people bite it i'll do they go from zero to they go i'm not doing anything and i want to do everything and they get disheartened it's this whole black and white approach yeah which we constantly have to get people away good bad clean dirty bulking but it's like no there's the gray there's mm. color we don't live in black and white so yeah. that would sorry be the last adjunct i just yeah. want to put a, across there to, to kind of really like summarize your question yeah no I, absolutely and i guess one key thing i, I took from that is is that accountability because mm. uh, i guess one thing that i've i've learned is that we there's certain things that that keep us uh, on track, mm. like bump bumpers, those, oh, yeah. and, and you know, it, it's so easy to veer out of our lane. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so I guess accountability for you in that sense, was that thing that just kept you in that lane, focused, moving in the right direction. Yeah. It was the, it was what we talked about uh, at the start of the podcast or towards the start about like tracking metrics too mm. like I was accountable not only for you know other people that I'd recruited to call me accountable whether it was you know Chris in this respect or even my friends my family yeah. you know people I'd shared this with and said I want you to hold me accountable like and I've told you now so I don't want to look a fool yeah. to a degree um, that could you know I'm like hey I give you permission to tell me hey pull your head in you know and this is what you really want this is why um, and having those daily actual tasks that I could look at at the end of the day, objectively, take the emotion out of it and go, did you achieve that? Yes yeah. or no? And if not, why? And what do you need to do tomorrow? And, and, the, and so, and, and, and now I'm just remembering it as we're talking, a key part of that, guys, was journaling. Yeah, and I've okay. talked a lot about this on my podcast in, in solo episodes and other sort of conversations, mm. and I turn my nose up at it for years, and a lot of people do, but the, the, again, people miss the point. It's like meditation, people miss the point. It's not sitting on a rock and, um, you know, it's yeah. meditation is a state of mind that you yeah. can get in yeah. and that can be anything to any person. Yeah. And same with journaling, but ultimately what it's doing, journaling is just creating a habit and a routine, whether that's for me, identifying gratitude at the start of the day, but yeah. starting with you've got morning habits and evening habits and then you review it. Now you start off with a template and I got gifted this journal actually in comp prep and that's what I decided to do. So I read it yeah. and then that's what kept me going. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, it's funny how these habits uh, and there's a lot of great books, The Power of Habit and all of this sort of stuff, how we actually don't realize we go with the current, 
But having the power to identify and change habits gives you the ability to swim against the current. Because most people are going with the flow in life. You know, they're on mm. their phone, they don't realize it, they're pissing away time, um, and they, but they, they're actually unawares. And that's the, the really sad thing. And when you have the power to go no, and you remove it, like I don't own a TV, I don't watch TV, I've unsubscribed from all Netflix, everything at yeah. the minute, because I'm still not, right now like in my life i'm like i want to read more books and i'm not getting through enough but yeah. the one protagonist is i'm just like sitting at the end of the day i have my food i like to watch an episode of netflix or something that i like and i'm like you know what i don't need to do that anymore yeah, it's yeah. not adding value anymore yeah there's a time and a place for that so if i remove it for now to build the habit like when i sold my playstation and everything i'm like i will the book's there so i'll read the yeah. book more and then once i fix that habit then maybe later on if i want to have it yeah i'll have that but it's like what's important yep and there's a yeah. great quote that goes something like the difference between where you are now and in X amount of years, one, two, three, four, five, a decade is the people you meet, the conversations you have and the books you read. And it's very, very accurate. Yeah. And because the more I've read, um, the more people I've met and listened to and talked to, the greater experience I've obtained and the more I've been able to fast forward my life, even with like breathing. Yeah. It sounds silly, man. Like we think we take for granted. like. I, learned, I started learning to breathe about probably a year ago because I was a mouth breather. Yeah. Uh, and it was by James Nestor. It's called Breath or Breathe. And yeah. um, phenomenal. And now my, my, my breathing, my oxygen, my sleep, my energy, like everything is enhanced. And you think, well, you're a fit guy. It's like, why is that? But no, I was a mouth breather. Yeah. Uh, and for people who don't know, maybe read the book and you'll get it. But there's that. And then there's other things. You're like, oh, right, the happiness. And you just, you're just adding and you're upgrading and yeah. your life is so much more rich. And it's not always about striving for more, but it's about striving for improvement yeah. and a fulfilling life. And, yeah. you know, the answers, they're written down, but they're not all in one document. You know, you've kind of got to seek it out. Uh, there's no right or wrong, but you've and got to go on that journey. Yeah. And I just, sorry, man, I went off on a massive one. <laughs> no, it's, it's oh, great. I do that. I like fucking soliloquies, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. In I, the I, end, there was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. And, and I really resonate with it. Um, so, like, we, we discussed on the phone, um, oh, I'm prepping for a comp at the moment. Yeah. Not, not quite the level that you, you would have been at, but um, I'm, I'm doing the transformation yeah, category. Yeah. Uh, but it's your journey. It is, it is. Unique. And one one thing, uh, you know, com coming into the, the last couple of months, mm. uh, the dreaded cardio. Yeah, yeah. And man, yeah. I'm, I'm doing twenty thousand steps a day, at at the moment. And stop there, man. <laughs> and, and so, the beautiful thing about it, uh, and the thing, yeah, the, the the unexpected little golden lining in, in, in that. Um, is I'm not watching Netflix yeah. or Stan or any, any of this stuff. Ah, I'm you're on the podcast, mate. Yeah. Aren't you? I'm, I'm, up, at, I'm up at five. <laughs> and, the, and the music, probably. Oh, no, audio, audio books. Yeah. Uh, I'm up at five every morning. I'm getting, you know, seven, eight Ks done then. Yeah. Um, and I'm listening. I've got, you know, an hour and a half listening to podcasts, books, like filling my head with knowledge. Mm. And then... You know, another hour or so at night, doing doing the same. Um, I haven't watched, you know, other than the the odd movie with a friend. Yeah. I haven't watched Netflix or TV yeah. or anything in, in, in months, and it's amazing. I tell I you what, it. it's a belter. I love that. It's a great time for yourself in the morning. Mm. It's one of my favourite routines. I've recently, I'd say, I use the word upgrade. Yeah. Upgraded it um, because I've come to a point where. I can't work at the gym for the most part anymore because there's too many distractions and I've earned the right that 
I can work away from from the gym, which is a beautiful yeah. uh, um, achievement to have. Where I, you know I can train my clients when I want to train them, and you know it's there's that sort of freedom aspect uh, that I'm achieving. So it's mm. uh, you know more quality. And something I love to do is I love to get out in the morning, get away from it. I like to be out in nature. I like to listen to a podcast or some music. And then I can start getting back to my clients after I've served myself and done my morning routines. But I'm out and about and I'm walking at the same time. And I find that generates thought. Yeah. And because we have this you know, use of technology, which is great, we can still do that. But mm. I'm not completely in front of my laptop, sat down stationary, getting distracted by other emails that could be pinging off yeah. or other distractions. It's like, that's just my time to do those things. Yeah. And it's amazing how that can set up the day. Like you see a lot of people on the phone, they pace. You know, we probably can all relate to this. Sometimes you need to get up and talk. It's weird, but sitting down, you're like, you can't generate that thought. There's an interlink between those two. But yeah. um, like you said, it's, it's just a great way to start your day. Mm. And you're reinvesting from the get-go. And you really crave it after a while. You yeah. probably do too. Like yeah. if you don't get to do it, you're like, we look forward to that time or, you know, getting back to that audio book or wherever it was. And you're just, you're tuning in and it just works. The body is in some sort of synchronicity. Yeah. With, with yeah. the walking, the being in nature, the breathing, the listening. It's, yeah, you're just vibing. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and, and the, the, the breath work thing as well. I guess they're all things that I've been exploring exploring lately but yeah. I, I think that real uh, the breath work thing is, uh, is yeah that is that is absolutely yeah. phenomenal in did, many did, respects did, did my first uh, did my first breath work and ice bath oh the ice but mate the cold I've been doing cold showers for years now yeah. and then the cold pools but how good are they the ice bath is another level um, that, Man, that four, you've really got to focus don't you it's four hard min- to think four about minutes. In, and and it, it is. It's a long four minutes, isn't it? It is, it is. And that. Especially for your balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but it's true, though, man. Like, you oh, know, he's like, woo, it's hard to focus on anything else. Sorry, mate. I and no, it, no it, it, it is. And uh, there's something about about forcing yourself to have that, mm. have that focus and to, to acknowledge, acknowledge your discomfort. Because mm. that, oh. I'm, I'm terrible, and I've realised this about myself, is that I think as humans we naturally try and avoid discomfort. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but there's no growth no. in that no. at, at all. And e- even, even emotionally, I've, I've always been uh, somebody that wants to rectify something straight away. Yeah. If I've had a falling out or an argument with somebody, um, I'm like, fucking, let's just fix it. Yeah. Let's just, um, and I've realised it's because I don't want to feel I don't want to feel that discomfort. Yeah. I don't want to feel that tension between between me and that person. I, I don't want to, you know, dwell on that negativity. I, and and what I've what I've done is is circum, circumvented uh, myself from from you know probably learning some shit that I need to learn. Yeah. By by actually sitting in that discomfort. And, and processing it and assessing it and and that discomfort's there for a reason. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, the, the ice bath was just an amazing exercise to do that, to go, this really fucking sucks. Mm. Like it's not pleasant <laughs> at all. Uh, but, but I'm gonna sit there, I'm gonna embrace it. I'm gonna, you know, yeah, focus my way through it. Yeah, it was it was a great experience. Yeah, yeah it's it's very sobering, isn't it? Mm. In many respects, but I do I do like the um the the, eye, the cold therapy and you know reading Wim Hof's book and and I encourage people to because people on the outset they they misjudge it. It's kind of like mm. the um 
you know, there's a lot of giving a fuck or a lot of books. Like you read the title and yeah. you can't, and then it is a little bit like, yeah, it's designed to elicit an emotion. Yeah. But sometimes people go, oh, that's it. And it's like, well, no, there's there's nuance and context to that. And yeah. it's not just about, like, if you, as you know, you, you know, you read the Wim Hof, and like, it's not just about sitting in cold. It's yeah. not just about <laughs> yeah. exposing yourself to cold. There's actually a reason behind it. And like you said, oftentimes it's, excuse me, more about the, the mindfulness and the breathing. Mm. And then there's a there's a process to do that. Yeah. It's not just about going and sitting in a bucket of ice, like because for most people it's going to be too much straight away. Yeah, um, yeah. which but then, but then is where the, sometimes people go wrong. Yeah, and and that link, like, I think something that really fascinates me is, is the link between these kind of ancient practices mm. and things that you know people have done for thousands of years, and what we're learning now about science mm. and like you know th things about you know practices that stimulate the vagus nerve mm. and you know, calm your somatic nervous system and all that kind of stuff. And, and we're going back and going, okay, these, these practices like meditation and mindfulness and breathing and all this stuff, there's actually science behind it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the irony, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like we're going back to go forward. Yeah. It's, it's another example is almost the um, premise that fashion, like recently in Australia, I've noticed well, recently, probably last year, people are going back to the old style jeans and they're almost yeah. like wearing like older baggier I know, my clothes. My skinny jeans are out of fashion. Yeah. I just can't bring myself to Yeah, wear no, I mean jeans. I've always been out of fashion, mate. So I always wear skin tight jeans like an eighties rock star. But you know, like that's the thing, be unique. But people fashion comes in a trend yeah. you know what i mean it sort of and you see it kind of come around and then something else and we go oh that was and now it's cool again yeah so it is funny how things circumvent yeah yeah like kind of like you said with those things yeah knowledge kind of gets lost and rediscovered yeah that's so a make, good way of putting it man. makes things interesting really so, so what's what's the the one piece of advice so you, you've you've got somebody that's i guess facing the challenges that, that you have just mm. say they're they're living a life they're not you know, super thrilled about. They've got dreams. They'd rather be doing something else. Um, they they might be kicking themselves, going, Fuck, like, you know, I'm not I'm not where I want to be. Mm. Um, I guess what what's that first bit of advice? And then maybe you know maybe your your, your top three. Like, what's the, those first couple of things you got to do? Yeah, sure. I mean, in terms of the action plan. First of all, I'd like to propose a question, mm. which I've devised over recent years, which I've learned from, from other people, which helped me define the path, but also I've designed this question to help people really kind of at least go in the right direction with, with where they should be going in life, regardless of who they are, what they want to do. Yeah. And that set of questions, if you will, is a part of a, a bigger question. To, you know, it's like, what is the meaning of life? Right? The meaning of life, the best answer today is... 42. To, is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Done. Uh, but the best answer today is to enjoy it. Yeah. Literally, right? But, you know, what is it? What is it that we do? And ultimately, at the heart of it, it's purpose. Purpose is what gets yes. us all get up in the morning, right? So yes. it's like, what? That's this. There's a key word for everyone. What's your purpose, right? What gets you up in the morning? It can be paying your rent over your head. It can be literally providing for your kids. It can be something simple or very complex. Now, how do we find out the, the path that you could or should be going? Because it's not about owning a business or being an entrepreneur or being someone famous. It's about being happy, fulfilled, and again, having purpose, whatever yeah. that means. Yes, you know, yes. I think there's a bit of a societal pressure these days to, you know, be the brand or have a label or do something. It's like, man, you know, you can just be 
I've met surfers who travel the world, bum around, and the fucking happiest people in the world, and I admire <laughs> the shit out of them. They're the most interesting people I've ever met. Yeah. You know, and there's people on all walks of life who've done things. It, it doesn't need to come with um, a monetary bank account uh, status or even fame. They say so monks, I, I monks think I just are some wanna... of the happiest people in yeah. the world. Literally. You've got nothing. No, exactly. Uh, it comes intrinsically, so I kind of want to just preface that. Mm. But the questions, uh, or the question, um, is answered in, in a couple of parts. So first of all, I say to people, and this is, you need to marinate on this. First of all, imagine you've got everything that you desire right now in your life. I'm talking mm. everything to the detail. Like, Think, and it usually will be materialistic, right? It'll be clothes, it'll be cars, it'll be houses, locations, I'm talking relationships, I'm talking pets. Really live it, breathe it. The mm. money, everything, you've got it all, but you need to really put yourself there, yeah. which can take a bit of time. And then from there, you've got to think about what do your days look like still? Like now you've got everything mm. and you've done your travel or you are doing your travel and you're buying the nice things or whatever, because a lot of the time it will be that for people or the relationships yeah. that you may have won and lost. What is your days looking like? When are you waking up? What time? What bed are you in? Even down to the sheets, who are you with? Have you got a dog there, an animal? Are you going for a coffee? Are you training? Are you writing? Are you getting up late? Are you getting up in the middle of the night, early hours of the morning? Mm. Get really granular with it. That will start to determine where you should be going and what you should be doing in your life. And the reason why is because when you do have everything you so desire, because happiness mm. we put on the horizon, yeah. I'll be happy when, yeah. I'll be great when, I'll be jacked the when. It's destination like, syndrome. Yeah, you're never gonna be big yeah. enough, you're never gonna be rich enough, you're never gonna be lean enough, good looking and all this shit, right? So like, you, people need to stop putting happiness on the horizon right now and start figuring it out straight away. And health and relationships are the two contributing factors for that. Mm. So. Once you know what your days look like, you, you'll go, right, oh, actually, yeah, I'm still gonna train or I'm still gonna write my poetry or I'm gonna sit down and play my guitar or I'm gonna go for it. Whatever it is, like that's the path you need to move in. And people go, well, how's that a job? And you go, well, what, what is it either A, you can get paid for within your day yeah. that you could be doing or what is a career that facilitates that lifestyle? Mm. So it's again, starting, the question is starting with the end in mind. But if you ask someone that, they don't, get the same perspective so you need to unpack it I've found yeah because it was for a series of podcasts that I kind of had that moment for me and I was like fuck that's bang like someone said something and it kind of clicked and I was ready to hear it yeah so I've kind of yeah. formulated that question that way I've almost yeah. like deconstructed it and reversed mm. it in my opinion um, but I found when people marinate on that you know they can start to get some clarity and then from yeah. there it's about <clears throat> you know taking action focusing on the controllables Fuck the things you can't control, because you can't control them, so stop wasting your time and energy on them. Yeah. You can't change the bloody weather, you can't change how tall you are and all this other shite. So focus on what you can control, and again, just focus on what can you do every single day, just one or two things, never more than three, and just take action. Yeah. And it's just one foot in the front of the other, and it ain't magic, it ain't sexy, and you can't sell it. Yeah. Right? And anyone who's achieved anything in life, there's, there's no magic to it. They'll tell you the same thing in terms of, you know, it's just about taking action. Yeah. There's no magic pill, and that's the problem. People are looking for the magic pill all the time. They're looking yeah. for the quick fix. Don't look for the quick fix. It's boring. If someone just gave you all the answers and all the money, you'd get bored, trust me. Look at all these stars who are born with a silver spoon in their ass. They're not the happiest people. They might no. look like it, but I'll tell you what, it's fucking boring after a while. Yeah. You know, you're better to have some sort of adversity and struggle in your life and, and have some character-building moments rather than just having... You know, there's, the, there's a great fable of the prince or a prince who became um, Buddha because he was like a prince of a famous king and he actually got sick of it and he started living on the streets. Uh, except you need to check that, you're right. 
No, yeah, oh, no, no, yeah, sorry, I thought you think. Um, <laughs> technical. Uh, you know, when he started living as a, yeah, on the, like, as a, as a um, beggar for years. Uh, yeah. The king couldn't find him, and then he d dwindled out, and he was apparently Buddha. He became mm. Buddha, and he found peace and serenity and loot taking it all away. And you just said before, they've got nothing, and they're the happiest people, so why? Yeah. Because you go through the journey, mm. you know? So, yeah, in summary, Find your purpose yeah. by starting with the end in mind, to summarize, and then create an action plan and execute on it daily, even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. And that may include what we've talked about on the podcast today, having levels of accountability, whether that's vision boards, whether that's telling people that you care about, whether that's writing notes mm. for yourself, something that you can take action on daily. That'd be it. Awesome, awesome. Well, I've definitely learned some stuff and got a new perspective, uh, so yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, so people want to look you up. I mean, you've got, you, you mentioned you've got a podcast mm -hmm, as mm -hmm, well. So mm -hmm. let everybody know where they can track you down. For sure, man, for sure. And uh, I'll have to get you on. Yeah. Uh, so people yeah, listen. I might even put this on my podcast if you listen to it now, people. And then they yeah. can, because I think yeah. there's a lot of value what we, in what we've talked about. But, yeah. you know, it would be great to uncover your story. But for me, guys, if you want to find me, Fearless Training, put that into Google, anything there. Fearless Training United is the website. It's under my personal name at the minute. If you're going yeah. on Instagram, it's fearless underscore training underscore or underscore Alex Connor. Um, you put anything along those lines in and, and maybe put, I've got a link tree that you can go into. Yeah. That's the mothership and you'll find everything from there. Podcast, YouTube, training advice, you name it. Awesome. It's there, lots of free quality information for people to yeah. um, get onto. If never, and if anyone's got any questions, I'll get back to every single one of them individually. So. Yeah. Please reach out. Happy to help. And if you're on the goal, you need a trainer. That's the one. Look him up. Appreciate it, brother. Alrighty, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks, thanks for the opportunity, mate. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a great. pleasure. Thanks, man. <laughs> awesome. Cool.